Hey there, good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Last Days. And in these last days, you can know what's going on. You may not understand today's events. You may see things happening in our society across the world, and there is something globally happening. Um, I tell you, you can know what God is wanting you to do in these last days. You may not comprehend it all. You may get frustrated, and I get angry at what I see our government doing in these days. But you know what? I can know God's eternal purpose. Think about that. It makes all this other stuff look like garbage. You can know God's eternal purpose today. Romans 8, 28 and 29. For we know that all things are working together for God's good, the good of his eternal purpose, which is that we might be conformed to his image, that we might stand before him one day holy and blameless before him in love. Amen. That's God's purpose, and you can participate in it every day as we've been talking about. But let me look at a few of these words in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, 29, that I didn't look at initially. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. My first question on that after knowing this is, well, I don't know if I love the Lord enough. I'm not sure if my love is sufficient to enter into this eternal purpose. Well, that word, that, that, that phrase there, for those who love God, that's not a qualifying factor in the sense that do you love him enough? It is just telling you those who love God are those who are called, are those that are able to experience God's eternal purpose. It's those who know the Son. Because I can go down here in Romans chapter 8, in verse uh, 31, it says, what shall we say to these things? What things? I mean, there's a lot of conversation in chapter 8 but all the things that God has done, the sufferings that we face, the things that we face, it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Then in verse 31, he's, 7, he says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Does Jesus live in you? Do you know the Son? If you know the Son, you have the love. We may not feel like it. We may not feel like we love the Lord. But I tell you, just turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't feel like I love you, but you love me, and because you love me, I love you. And nothing is able to separate you from this love relationship. Remember, your love relationship is based on the love relationship between the Father and the Son. And something else this tells us. To get into God's purpose, we need to get in the realm of love. What does that mean? That means that's the starting point for being able to be conformed 
to God's eternal purpose. Those who love God, do you love God? Do you love God? You love God because he first loved you. And he put his love relationship inside you. And that Jesus is in there saying, Abba, Father. If you don't feel like you love the Lord enough today as a believer, just drop right now. Maybe not physically, but inwardly in your spirit. Drop to your knees. Get inside there in your spirit and say, Lord, I don't feel like I love you, but Lord, you love me. You love me. And if you love me, Lord, I love you. So Lord, amen to whatever's going on in my life. Use this to conform me to your image. Love is the starting point of being conformed to the image of God, of his son for the Christian. And then look what else he says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. To those who love God and to those who are called according to his prayer. Are you called? You say, I don't know. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't heard God's call on my life yet. You know, when I was growing up as a teenager, I had a great pastor, great fellowship, and there, but there was always this press, you know, for the boys to go off to school and be preacher boys and the girls to be uh, pastor's wives. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm stretching it, but I mean, there was just an encouragement, which I appreciate. That's kind of what I followed. And did, did you hear God's call? I was always into that kind of law. Did you hear the call of God? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I heard it. And I even went forward, like, okay, this is where I'm going. I went to preacher boy school, on and on and on. And I'm not dismissing. I'm grateful for everything that happened in my life. But I tell you, I did not know about this call. I wish I'd known this. But praise the Lord, I know it. I know that I've been called. I know it. You've been called. We've all been called, those that love God, and we do, those that are in his love, we've been called to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen. Get into this calling. Again, this isn't a qualifying requirement. If you're a Christian, you've been called. If Jesus lives in you, you've been called. The purpose of God is in the realm of God's most basic, his biggest calling on our life that you would be conformed to the image of his son. And then he goes on and he says here, for whom he foreknew, in relation, I think, to the calling, for whom he foreknew, he knew all about you. He knew you from the foundations of the earth. He chose you in him in eternity past unto his good pleasure, even though he knew about all of the stuff, your failures, your inadequacies, how you would not be the best Christian, how you would fail in your life, the sins that beset you. He foreknew you, and yet he called you. Amen. He foreknew you. You whom he foreknew. You who he predestined. Even though he knew about you, he said, I want Steve to be conformed to the image of my son. I'm going to do it. He's a big sinner. He's a failure. He's a hypocrite at times in his life, a lot of times in my past. But this Steve and you, he predetermined, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to take these sinners and I'm going to conform them to the image of my son. See, it's all about the son. It's not about you. 
Everything he's doing is in the sun. It's like he puts a glove on and the glove is called Jesus. So don't worry about yourself. He puts this glove on Jesus and he's handling you with Jesus, his son. And he puts you in his son and his son gets in you through the Holy Spirit and today he's in you and he says, I've chosen you, I've foreknew you, but I predetermined you to be conformed to the image of my son. That's where we're going. Brothers and sisters, that's where you're headed. In eternity future to stand before him, blameless, holy, before him in absolute love in Jesus. If that's where you're headed, it is good for you to get into the good of it right now in the realm of all things. He wants you to show that love by just saying, yes, Lord, in the all things, in the nitty gritty, in the big things that rise up, in the sufferings, whatever it is, in the hardships, in the offenses, whatever it is, in the relationships, to just turn to him and say, amen, Lord, I'm called to be in this purpose. I love you, Lord, and just allow him to conform you to his image. Praise the Lord that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Jesus is the one who's going to stand before God. But we're going to be there with him because he's the firstborn of many brothers and sisters that will be conformed to his image. We will be there with him standing there one day. You know what the simple truth of this is? God wants a family. This is part of his purpose, to conform us to the image of his son because outside of the son, the firstborn, we cannot be in this family but he's moment by moment shaping us into the image of his son. Amen. So I encourage you, participate in this eternal purpose today to his glory. Amen.